Hello, welcome to Game Changer. Monday through Friday, David Villa and our crew dive into God's Word and talk about how to take principles from the Bible and apply them to our daily lives. Thanks so much for listening, and here's our host. All right, welcome to Game Changer Wednesday. I'm David Villa. I'm Diana. <laughs> <laughs> In case you didn't know. Hello. Hello, hello. You came out swinging, Dave. I just said, hey, good morning. <laughs> as soon as that light hit, it was, hey, hey, how you doing? Well, Mike counted me down. It's perfect. <clears throat> Hope you guys are enjoying. We're right in the middle. Yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Smack, what's the song? Stuck in the middle with you. Stuck in the middle with you. Remember the song? Like, so we're stuck in the no. middle, right in the middle. I don't. Right, you don't know that song? It's classic. Stuck in the middle with you. Oh, man. You, know, you would know it if you heard it. Absolutely. There's so no way you can't recognize that song. Yeah. So we're stuck in the middle of crutches, right in the middle of the week. What a good place to be. It's not hump day. Man, it's not like, man, the week's not over yet day. It is, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Psalms 118, 24, and then 25, save us and send success and prosperity. That's the kind of day it is, man. Are you declaring and believing that? I do. I believe it. Doesn't mean it's not difficult. Doesn't mean it's not challenging. Doesn't mean there's not things that you have to address. It doesn't mean that it doesn't feel like it might stink. I don't know where you are. You might be right in the middle of a circumstance, but can I just declare that this is the day the Lord has made? I just feel that in my spirit this morning. I have an expectation for this day. And I hope you do as well. And if you don't, by the time we're finished, I hope that we can encourage you to have one. And we're in the middle of crutches. And, um, you know, it's been a pretty cool topic, uh, something we've not really talked about too much, but we're going to get into walking with a limp today. <clears throat> We're going to get into walking with a limp, and it's interesting to kind of confirm some things this morning. You were getting ready. What was the song you were listening to? Do you remember the name of it? I can't remember. Do you it remember the group? It was on a radio. I don't remember that either. It was a Christian song. It was a worship. I think it, was, it wasn't no, even a worship it, song. It, it was kind of like a bebop. You it know, was Christian. kind of a Christian rap. Yep, I was bebopping. Diana was listening to Christian hip-hop <laughs> getting ready. <laughs> getting ready this morning. I was trying to rev myself up. Um, so she was getting ready, and then I was listening to the song. I was in and uh, heard she she was singing one part of it, and it was um, it was a, it was a line in the a lyric in the song that talked about walking with a limp, and she said, "Wow, that's confirmation." And and so we're talking about walking with a limp, and you know um, what prompted this is 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 um, you know the difference in a crutch and walking with a limp. If you're a child of God, you know the, the again the crutch. The crutch is holding on to something and never really trusting God with your weakness, with your insecurities, with your shortcomings, you know? And I think walking with a limp is what happens when you have an encounter with God, when you experience him. He takes the good, he takes the bad, he takes the ugly, he takes, he, he takes, he takes exactly who you are. I and mean, that's the crazy thing. He takes your mess he takes your dirt, he takes your, 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 your filth, he takes your, your mess-ups, and he actually turns it into an absolute miracle. And, um, but sometimes we walk with a limp, and can I just say this? It's hard for me to trust, like a, like a, like a pastor, like a leader, you know, a man, a woman, somebody that's going to speak into my life. It's hard for me to trust somebody that, that walks without a limp. You know, like if you have it all together and you can't relate, you know, then I can't relate. 
And um, you know, I know I saw Diana write some stuff down, and before she before she gets gets going, because I know she has some good things. You know, it reminds me of the story we talked about them all week, Diana. We kind of mentioned them a couple times, but today we're going to really, really kind of start off with Jacob. You know, and it <clears throat> the son of Abraham, or grandson of Abraham, son of Isaac, right? The man whom God renamed Israel. His name was Jacob. He was a manipulator, right? And he went out of his way to take care of his own interests. Sounds like things I've done in my, my, my past. It sounds like it sounds like who David is without Jesus. It may sound like who you are, right? Maybe you're that person now gone out of your way to take care of your own interests. And although Jacob knew God and was blessed by God, he was always, listen, scheming to his own ends until God dealt with him. And then, you know, Jacob, and it was one of these things or two, and it's real important that you get this, that Jacob wanted God to deal with him. He wanted an encounter with God. <clears throat> and um, so when Jacob was in great danger, the Bible records in Genesis 32, the story's found in 32, 22 through 32. So there's 10 verses there where it really, he talks about it. When Jacob was in great danger, it's recorded in the Bible that he spent a night, an entire night wrestling with God and God wrenched, you know, that's an old, that's like a, a King James term there. He wrenched, you know, I'm just thinking like, you know, he, he, he wrenched his hip so that Every day after that, Jacob walked with a limp. And uh, the Bible says that God does not delight in a man's strength or cleverness, but in those who fear him and put their hope in his unfailing love. Psalms 147, 10 and 11. So, you know, God called, you know, um, the, the Babylonians, right, guilty people whose strength is their God. And people who promoted their own honor in Habakkuk 1, he called them guilty men, right? They succeeded for a while, but later were destroyed. So here's the thing. If you walk on a crutch, I think that, you know, it'll get you by, but it won't get you through. That's good. A crutch will get you by, but it won't get you through. But if you learn to trust in God, you not only get by, you'll get through. Amen. That's good. Um, you know, I actually just wrote, because I didn't want to forget it. We were talking about it on the way in about just something else. But, you know, we see, and, and obviously our limp is some sort of weakness and hopefully if you're limping, you've overcome it, right? But it, there's still evidence of that. And I, I think as Christians, we feel like that we shouldn't have evidence of those weaknesses or those pitfalls or those, you know, things that we've overcome. Like we want to live a life, and, you know, and our, our mind tells us we don't need to have that. But the truth of the matter is, if we're really honest, and someone mentioned it, you know, on the, on the uh, comments about people that say they have it together, they're not telling the truth. It's so true, right? So we live life trying to hide those things instead of putting those in the forefront so that we can say it's not I but him in us in me that allowed me to overcome that thing and and we were talking and, and I think it's really important we have to acknowledge the weaknesses or, or or acknowledge those things that we experience right to be able to overcome something you have to acknowledge it and first recognize that it's an issue or a problem or you know whatever it is you have to acknowledge it right you can't just avoid if you're you're facing financial distress you can't avoid financial distress you got to acknowledge it and then put some sort of plan in place to how am I going to get out of this, right? Mm -hmm. But you can't break under the pressure of it. Um, so we have to minimize, but we have to minimize the emotions driven by that weakness. Mm -hmm. So we have to minimize the weaknesses, the emotions attached to it. We need to minimize this because our emotions will get us in trouble. Yeah. Our emotions will take us outside of being standing firm with the staff of the Lord, right? And what's inside of us. It'll, it'll cause us to vary instead of staying, you know, when we've done all we can stand some more, right? So it'll cause us to 
to, to go from a standing stance to a falling over stance, right? Mm -hmm. So we have to minimize those weaknesses or the emotions attached to them and maximize the strengths. Mm. And we forget that. We have to minimize. We're very quick to say, you know, especially we're in a situation, let's just talk about people. We're quick to point out someone's flaws, but are we quick to point out someone's strengths? strengths. Mm. And that's, that's a really hard place to be in, to <clears throat> recognize, you know, that it, I, I'd rather be a life giver than a life sucker. Yeah. And I think we live life sometimes sucking the life out of ourselves and the people that are in our circle that we're not being a life giver. And if we're truly walking in the, the, the things of God and we want to be strong, we need to be able to say, hey, I'm going to be a life, I'm going to be a life giver because I'm going to tell you about the limp and why I have the limp. Or he's trying to correct it and hide it. And I, I feel as if hiding it, and, and, and we have those things even in our own lives, like, you know, you don't know how it's going to be perceived or take. But at the end of the day, I think it's being able to relate to somebody that, hey, I've been there and I've overcome, but if I don't have the scar, they may not believe it, right? If I yeah. meet a wounded warrior and they have the scar for it, I'm going to, man, they did some, they did some raw fighting, right? I'm going to believe them. So I think it's easy to say because we live in a world that's very, and I don't want to get into a couple weeks from now, mask. We have all these masks. We're not transparent and honest, but I think, you know, we're made overcomers by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. There's something to that. And it's about being honest and talking about our limp instead of avoiding it. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, you got to be able to show your scars. You know, I mean, the truth of the matter is you're made an overcomer in Revelation by the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony. And so, you know, somebody needs to hear your story. You know, there's a difference in wallowing in it and, you know, and, and then yet testifying and remembering where God brought you from. And, you know, I've, I, I'm a, a private person. Sometimes leaders are, when you get to a certain place or you get to a certain level, it's a lonely place sometimes. And you get to a place where maybe you isolate yourself. And I, it's hard for me to open up, you know, um, to, 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 to people. And so I kind of just stay to myself and somebody sees what they see and they don't know what they don't know. And they don't know the story behind it. But God challenged me in this season, you know, to be a little more transparent, to be somebody who, you know, can share my testimony. And I found just in the brief times I've done that in the last few weeks, just opened up and said a little bit about things that maybe someone doesn't know. They, it, it helps. It, it really does. And I, and I think that that's where, you know, somebody can see that, listen, you're not walking with crutches, you're walking with a limp. And, you know, for, can I just say for a person, you know, for a group, you know, for a nation, you know, like Israel in the, in the Bible, right, to be used for the high purpose, spiritual purposes of God. And that's what all of us not only desire to do, even if you don't know it, you desire to do it, but it is the purpose of God. Like his plan for you is about him. And so for a person, a group, a nation, for anyone to be used, right, for high spiritual purposes of God, can I just say you must first, I must first be broken, right? Or another way to say it is we may, we must be made to walk with a limp, so to speak. And so, you know, this was true. I mean, you go prove it. Okay, well, let's go through in Hebrews 11 when we talk about like Jacob and things like that and mentioned later on, there's also a lot of other heroes in the Bible, like Moses, you know, had spend, had to spend 40 years in the wilderness. I'm not talking about the wilderness of leading the people. I'm talking about before he ever started, you know, 40 years on the backside of the desert before he went into service, King David, right? We talk about David and Goliath, right? We talk about David was a man after God's own heart. And David, you know, encouraged himself in the Lord. And man, if I can just, if you can just be like, we, just, we need some Davids to stand up and what have you. But David spent years 
in the desert running from his enemies. And this is after David was anointed king. This is, this is after David, you know, killed the lion, the bear when he was a kid, you know, tending to his father's sheep. I'm talking later on, you know, David spent years running. This is the anointed David, right? The, the, the promoted David running from his enemies. How about this one? The apostle Peter, right? We, we, Peter stood up on the day of Pentecost. He's the guy that spoke boldly. He said, he's the one that said, hey, you're the Christ, the son of the living God. He's the only one that got it right. He's, he's Peter, right? Well, Peter said he'd lay down his life for Jesus in John 13, but he ended up being humbled. Peter, Jesus looked at him and said, Satan desires to have you, to sift you like wheat. But he said, I pray that your faith fail not. So learning to not trust in yourself, right? To be dependent on God. So not trusting yourself or your crutches, but to be dependent on God, I think is as important of an aspect of to Christian growth as anything else, right? Because that is what it's all about. And it's not a crutch, but it is a necessity. It's like, it's like if you removed one of your legs or one of your arms, it's going to put you at a disadvantage to maybe do what you do. You know, you can, there's, there's, there are a lot of people that, that, that had that happen to them that have made it in spite of, but you're not going to go involuntarily give up something that is of that much value to you. And certainly you're not going to do it one day and then the next day not miss a beat. So the reality is treat Jesus and treat the relationship with him more importantly than any of that because it's that important. It's life-giving. When I think of Jacob, obviously we talk about him having a limp, but more than anything, when I think back at Jacob, I think about that despite what he was facing, he said, I'm not going to let you go till you bless me. So though he has a limp and I'm aware that he has a limp, Mm -hmm. my focus on him is more that he didn't let go of God. He's like, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me, right? Mm -hmm. So that's the part of Jacob that is the most penetrating to me. So it's not about his limp, but that, hey, that, yeah, I recognize he has one and he got it because he didn't let go, right? Mm -hmm. But I put my focus more on that. David, when I think about, obviously we know the story of David. There's so many ups and and downs in that whole story. However, when I think back at David, the thing that I remember the most about him, like the first thing that comes to my mind when I think of David is what? Goliath. Mm -hmm. What he overcame, not what he experienced in the falls that he had. Although they're there and you go and man, yeah, he was, he was just like me. He was human. He made mistakes. He, he walked outside of God's perfect plan for him. But then yet, here's the beauty for the ashes. Yet still God brought him in. He accomplished great things in the name of the Lord because he was able to get it right. But you can't forget what he, he what he overcame, right? So there's still those things. You know, I can't imagine, like, even when, you know, after uh, the, his son, like, he knew that this was a result of some of his shortfallings, but yet he still, I mean, I just, the whole story of David, like, there's so many things that you can go through where he fell short of God, but yet, even falling short and knowing that he fell short, even though he overcame giants, then it still goes back, even before all those things, God said that he yeah. was a man after his own heart, right. which is interesting because we can be a man or a woman after God's own heart, and still, we have to realize that we're still going to have yeah. errors or mistakes or limps or however you want to, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. But I think at the end of the day, we have to go back to, and I think that if anything out of this, out of today, for me at least, would be maximizing your weakness of being driven by your emotions, maximize your strengths of who you are in Christ. Yeah. And when I think of Jacob, great points, Diana. And when I think of Jacob and his, you know, uh, in his, you know, the wrestling with God, and he said, I wasn't gonna let you go, but understand it's what caused his limp. And here's the thing. The encounter was so important with God, because why did it take all night? Why was it a wrestling match that re that resulted in his, 
in his hip being pushed out. To, why was it a wrestling match that you can see the remnants of, you know, when he was on his deathbed, you know, you know, decades later, when Jacob was an old man, you still knew about that. Why is that? And here's the thing, because it was the death of the old man, right? It was, it was a wrestling match to put Jacob the swindler, Jacob the deceiver, Jacob the liar, down and raise up Israel. It was it was a name change. It was it was it was a signifying that what happens when you enter into a relationship with Jesus, you are no longer the old man, but old things have passed away and all things become new. There may be some things that cause you to limp in a battle over life and death. When you are battling over the old man and the new man, you know, the enemy wants to hold on so much and you know, you you feel like you're going through something that is different than anything else you've gone through. But it, perhaps, can I just put this out there? And this is for, for me as well. You know, perhaps is it, diff, is it different this time? Is, is God trying to do something, you know, permanent this time? Is he trying to do something different? Is he trying to, is he trying to say, look, you know, it's, it's time to enter into, you know, a new place in me. And Jacob was laying down Jacob. He was not satisfied with the, the label that had been placed on him and the life that he was living and who people said and knew he was. He wanted something more. And God said, you don't want it bad enough. Just let me go. You don't want it bad enough. Just let me go. Just let me go. And everything's going to be okay. And Jacob said, no, not until you change my name. Not until you bless me the way that you know I need to be blessed. And so that required a night of wrestling and it resulted in a permanent limp. And can I just say the principle can be observed, you know, all the way through the Bible, through Israel. Just look at Israel. Every year Israel gets stronger, right? Economically, they get stronger, like through the militarily. But every year, here's the thing, God allows. He didn't cause it. He allowed her enemies to get stronger still. So at the same time, more and more of Israel's friends are abandoning you know, her. God will let Israel get to a place where she's in such mortal danger, where there's like nowhere else to turn but to him. You know, there's, so I believe that you know, even though we're moving from level to level, also the enemy, the devils get stronger, so to speak. But here's the thing, God's got you. And it's pointless, I think, trying to escape this process because God is relentless and it's best to yield. It's best to yield. So, you know, um, you know, the same principle is at work in you. It's at work in me. God's dealing with us. This is a season. It's more than what your, you know, what your uh, bank account says or, or what you're trying to do in your business. It's more important than, you know, your brand. It's more important than, you know, what you're wearing and who you are and who you're hanging out with, right? It's, it's a life or death situation and this thing's real. So he's dealing with his people. And, you know, the Bible says that judgment begins in the house of the Lord, 1 Peter 4, 17. So I think this is pointless to try to escape and understand that we need him. And he, he's going to make sure we know we need him. He's relentless, right? And, um, and, and so I just want to encourage you. You know, look, it may, it, it's, there's a difference in a crutch and a limp. And, God, and God's going to use you to transform those around you, possibly transform the world. There could, be, there could be amazing things in store, things that you can't even imagine and fathom, right? But people are going to notice your limp, and they're going to ask you how you got it, and you're going to be able to glorify God in that process. And so I just, I really believe it, you know. Um, I, I think coming out of what you're just saying is basically um, it's time to get off our crutches, and allowing those things to be our excuses from walking in the fullness of God. We need to get off the crutches. We need to raise up and be who we are and be comfortable with our limp. Mm, that's good. Don't stay in it, 
but be comfortable that well, we have a limp. limp. You limp. Yeah. If you limp, you limp. We're we're on our crutches sometimes. We don't want anybody to see our limp. But the reality is, the reality is, put the crutches down and rest in your limp. In other words, if you limp, you limp. It's a trophy, I guess, in a lot of ways. Even though you know we don't feel it that way. I think something that can be an example of God's goodness and faithfulness and delivering power, we view it as something that's holding us back. But if we really allow the Lord to use it and get outside of ourselves and recognize that it's going to be what wins people, right? Because we're able to say, hey, this is where I've, this is what I was. This is where I've been. This is where I'm at. This is what I overcame. And, um, you know, it's hard to do that because I think we live in a, again, a very visual society where we see that we're like, oh, but the truth of the matter is, um, you know, I'd rather be relatable to somebody or somebody be relatable to me than feel as if, um, you know, I, I came from a, you know, a working class family and I wouldn't go back into the neighborhood without a bodyguard that I grew up in probably, but most people don't see that. And I've been speaking about that more and more that it's, it, that's who I was. That's where I came from. And, but the goodness and the grace of God, like I'm not there, but, um, people don't always, because of where we're at, sometimes people don't always feel like they can relate because maybe they're in an early, earlier stage of life. You know, people don't recognize or realize that, you know, at 17, without knowing me and being in communication at 17, pregnant, married, not finishing high school at that point, you know, not realizing seeing me today would not realize that that took place. I mean, it wasn't until high school that our kids actually connected the dots (laughs) that, um, when I was in yeah, mommy and daddy were pregnant (laughs) before they got married. Uh Yes, that's true. And I've seen it. I was actually speaking in a youth group, and I actually watched visually our, our son and daughter, Alexis and Austin. Alexis is our first child. And um, I, we visually, and we've talked about this before. I'm not sure if it was on the podcast or something else recently, but I was giving a testimony um, in, in their youth group, and they were in it. It was like the first time that they've sat in a youth group, so this, the with me speaking. So they'd been in church with us, but in youth groups. So I was trying to be relatable to the group, the audience. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we started talking about it and I literally watched their faces visually start connecting because when I, as they shrunk in their chairs, (laughs) when I was was pregnant with that Alexis, I was 17, but by the time I had her, it was eight, I was 18. So when we talked about, I got married at 17, had my first child at 18, they always assumed that there was this year gap. Yeah. (laughs) There wasn't. (laughs) Mommy had a bump in her wedding dress. <laughs> um, so I watched that visually, but you know what, talking about that, you know, we didn't have it all together. And here's the thing, um, it, it will cause someone to go, you know what, I'm not, maybe it'll cause someone not to have shame about yeah. where they're from. Yeah. If we can talk about where we've been through, mm-hmm. because the truth of the matter is one of the main things that keep people out of the house of God is that they have shame and they feel like they won't be accepted and loved for their yeah. crutches or their limps, right? But we're called to love our neighbor as ourselves. And so we have to be able to love in spite of someone's limp or crutches because we got to remember we had them. Mm. And that's one of the things that's really hard because as soon as we get to this, you know, there's it's very easy to get to this spiritual 
what we think are rival or high, mm-hmm. that we forget how dirty we were. Yeah. Yeah. There's, can I just say, there's, there's letter, here's the thing. Let your limp lead. Let your limp live. You know, let your limp love. Let it, you know, let your limp, you know, take the lead. And here's the thing. It's not, it's not, it's not relishing in who you were. It's remembering in who, who you were to set others free in Jesus' name. I mean, there's a lot of self-proclaimed spiritual leaders out there. Some of them pro- public profiles, and God bless them. But can I just say, I hope their faith never fails. But here's, it's a good idea to quietly watch whether they strut, figuratively speaking, or whether they walk with a spiritual limp. There's a difference in strutting and limping. And it's not their following or quick words or material displays of success that should impress. Hear me. That's not what should impress. It's a personal impotence, right? It's leaning on the spiritual power of Jesus Christ. It's realizing that he's the king, that he's the reason, that all power is found in him. And let me tell you something, that's what's going to change the world. And I believe that determines whether or not we bear fruit that will last. So here's the thing, walking with a limp, it's, it's, it's not just for, it's not just for modern Christians. It's not just for, it's for everybody. And it's a, it's a biblical concept. And we, we looked at it in Genesis 32. And, you know, and we're going to talk a little bit about more tomorrow. We're, we're running out of time here. But, you know, we, we see this. You know, it's the, it's the first time we see this, this limp in a physical form. Jacob wrestled with God in, in Genesis 32. He asked God to bless him. He asked God to show him his glory. And he does. But not without breaking him. And not without giving him a limp. So he forever is reminded of the fact that he wrestled with God and lived. And sometimes God lets us see his power, but even in that, we're never left unchanged. And th- aren't, you, aren't you grateful? I mean, I'm grateful. As much as it hurts when, when, when I'm on the potter's wheel, as much as it hurts when I'm, you know, when, when I'm, when I'm being, you know, examined. Or when this, sometimes when, I want to place them on the potter's wheel. <laughs> so it, it, no matter what, when I'm, on the, when I'm the gold and the fire or the silver, the impurities come to the top. I mean, fire burns, the potter's wheel hurts, it's not a massage, right? It hurts. And then, you know, in, in, in the limp wrestling with God, it, 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 it hurts. But here's the deal. God lets us see his power, but we're never left unchanged. And sometimes it's painful. But sometimes that pain, you know, will, will permanently alter us. But, you know, I, I want you to understand that it's, it's, a, it's, it's necessary and it's life-giving. And it's never for anything other than what Romans 8.28 says. All things work together okay. for the good to them that love God, to them that are the called according to his purpose. Even being able to talk about the wilderness experience, you know, sometimes when we're going through life, we feel like we're the only one that's experiencing these things. And I think even that limp could be our wilderness where we just, I mean, we've all experienced times we just felt solely alone. And in those alone times, you know, the enemy spoken to us and, and discounted us and tried to convince us, you know, really not to trust God and believe God for his word and what he says. And so I think even being able to get to the point to speak of, speak about our wilderness experiences to be relatable because we're, we have a lot of people in our surroundings that are feeling that alone, like they're alone and they're filling those voids with temporary things crutches. that can only be filled, which are crutches, which can only be filled filled by the Lord. And so I think even being able to talk about those wilderness experiences or yeah. when we've got detoured, you know, we don't want to talk about how, you know, a couple weeks ago, and I, would, I didn't know we were going to use, I would find a way to use this, but it was actually funny. Dave and I were driving and we came to a light and it's like, you have to wait for the person in front of you to go before you can make this right. There's not next lane. And David decided it was funny because it's impatient. Like he literally was behind a car and he's like, you know, I'm just going to go. And he took this little cut. And the funny thing 
thing is, he st the car that was in front of him, when he got over there, that car passed him and then he got right back behind the same car that he tried to bypass. So like even being able to talk about the detours, our detours, we think that we're gonna get us a shortcut, right? And we end up in the same place that we started, but now we've gone through, he went through a dirty little shortcut with rocks and dirt and I dust thought I was and gonna, water. I thought it was going to be a shortcut. It was not only dirty and sandy and got all over my car, but there was a couple like little pothole type things. <laughs> and it's like it was a bumpy ride, and I ended up behind the car anyway. So it just basically, I just and took a detour, detour through hell. But we do that, <clears throat> and I think it's a good place to be able to tell someone, I made those don't mistakes do too. Don't take the shortcut. There's something in. Don't, don't, don't stay on the crutch. Yeah. Lavish in your limp. Like let, let your limp live. Amen. Let it live. Tomorrow's day four. Good stuff. Hope you guys are enjoying it. Don't miss tomorrow. Thank you all for tuning in today. We hope you guys are enjoying this series. Uh, if you guys would like, we have a daily encouragement text that goes out every single morning at 8.30 a.m. You guys can opt into it for free by texting the letters EZGC to 813-522-3356. Like I said, it's a free, it's a free, it's free for you to opt in. It's, uh, it's a text message from Dave every single morning. Just a, way to, just a way to pick up your day and get your day started in the right way, as well as obviously tuning into this podcast. To everybody that joins us live, thank you so much for being with us every single morning. Your comments your emojis all of it we love it and we appreciate it but if for any odd reason you guys cannot make it to the live stream there are two ways you can always keep up with us number one you guys can always go to our youtube channel game changer live podcast hit the subscribe button hit the bell so you get notified that every day at 3 30 we upload that day's episode for you guys to watch if you prefer to listen, we also upload this to every podcasting platform out there. The biggest one being Apple Podcasts. Make sure you subscribe to us on there if you haven't already. And to always have us on the go. Um, to everybody who's listening on replay or watching on replay, you guys can join us every single morning on Facebook or YouTube live every, um, at 8.30 a.m. EST, Monday through Friday. Make sure that you guys... Um, Go to David Villa Game Changers, put that in the search bar, and subscribe to us on whichever platform you guys want to watch on. Our featured Bible plan of the week is Uncomfortable. It's a five-day reading plan on the Bible app and version. so make sure you guys go check to it, subscribe to it, read through it, and let us know what you think about it. But thank you all for listening. We hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day. We'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning for Girl Power on Thursday. And on that note, we out. Thanks so much for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast and you want to connect further, check out the David Villas Game Changer group on Facebook. We'll see you next time on the next episode of Game Changer.